Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest will be front and center for ESPN's coverage tomorrow night of this year's NBA draft. Barclays Center will be the venue. Appreciate Jerome Robinson of Boston College for dropping by a little bit earlier in today's show. Jay Billis, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Doing great, David. How you doing? I'm doing well. I know that you already know that Las Vegas has you involved in prop bets. So if you were playing like NBA draft bingo, what, what words or phrases would you most want to see on your bingo card? Are you going ceiling and wingspan? Or are you going potential and upside? Or where are you headed? You know, wingspan is always uh, a staple. So I, I can't imagine. I've, I've been told that the uh, over-under on wingspan is 4.5. Uh, that will be blown through by <laughs> prospect number three because uh, there are nothing but big guys at the top of the draft. So I, I will say that quite a bit the first round. And, uh, and you know, this is actually um, a, a step forward from the drinking game that where people had to drink every time I said one of those, one of those words. Uh, so now, you know, it's a little more responsible and, uh, and you know, I'm kind of liking it. I may put a few bucks on myself on this one. He is a man of the community. He has society in his heart and on his mind. He has graduated from the center of drinking games to the center of Las Vegas prop bets. Jay Billis of ESPN joining us on the David Glenn show. Follow him on Twitter at Jay Billis. As you look at DeAndre Ayton and all these Duke guys and even some international players, how long is the list of guys, Jay, that you look at right now and say, you know what, if things go well, these guys could not only be stars in the NBA, they could be superstars? Superstar is not that long of a list. Um, maybe five uh, where you're going with this, this guy could be a, a perennial all-star, kind of star, superstar player. You know, not LeBron James, like right. know, superstar for the ages. I'm not saying that, but, but you know, sort of superstar in the league. Uh, like if you if you put Kyrie Irving in the superstar category, yeah. uh, would, would be what I'd say. Um, and there are a bunch of guys that that further on in the draft, where you're going, man, this guy could really, he could bust out and be, you know, you don't want to say Donovan Mitchell or something like that, but but to have that kind of impact where long term you're going, well, that dude should have been drafted way higher than than 20 or way higher than 15, or and there's no way Draymond Green should have been a second round pick, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so I think this is a good draft for that. There's a lot of quality, uh, quality players in it. Uh, they're just really young and, uh, and trying to parse out, well, how much better is this guy going to get? How good is this guy's motor? Does he really want to be great? You know, that kind of thing is that's where all these GMs are going to be making their money. Who beyond DeAndre Ayton is on that potential superstar list? Marvin Bagley is a third I would put on there. Luka Doncic. Um, I happen to believe that, uh, that, uh, uh, the kid from uh, from Michigan State, Jaron Jackson Jr., would be on that list because I think he has the chance to be great. Uh, I think uh, I think Mo Bamba from Texas, even though his offense isn't there yet, uh, they don't make shot blocking, rim protecting big guys like him very often. And uh, he's athletic; he can run, uh, he can rebound. And I'm a big fan of uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, I, I look at I look at Wendell as being an Al Horford uh, Horford type player that is going to be better as a pro than he was in college. Um, and, you know, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not betting the house on it, but I really, uh, I really like that kid. Uh, he's a two-handed rebounder. He's just a workhorse of a player. The only thing, David, that I'm, I hesitate on a little bit with, with some of the bigger guys is that, you know, I'm, I'm sort of 
sort of trying to assess the way I'm looking at the game and, and am I, have I completely adjusted my thinking to the way the game has changed, you know, or am I still stuck in the kind of the, like I was slow to catch on to, you know, the experience, like don't get all caught up in a guy who played four years in college, like in the early 2000s, you know, like don't dismiss the fact that just because this high school kid is unskilled, that he's going to get it and he's going to be better than the four-year college player that, that you're so in love with because you're an old-school guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, really evaluate, hey, am I, am I thinking old-school in going with the length, athleticism, size over some of these guys that may be a little bit more skilled? Um, uh, that, that's, that's sort of the, the, the test I'm giving myself right now to say, wait a minute, are you thinking about this the right way? Because things are changing. And, uh, and I think you have to change your thinking or at least assess your thinking to make sure you're looking at it the right way. Just on Twitter, you offer us throwback Thursday and other old school things, and yet you offer us hip-hop lyrics on a daily basis. So you're both – I think you're blending old school and new school quite nicely, at least on Twitter. I'm trying, but, uh, <laughs> but man, you know, you keep getting older and keep getting more – you think you get more set in your ways. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I am, but I want to make sure that – you know, because you learn some of the like I've learned some of these things the hard way, and you know, you, you thought, hey, back in when high school, you go, well, wait a minute, kid, you know, he's unskilled, he can't do this, he can't do that, and then you're you're totally undervaluing the fact that, wait a minute, this guy's a bit older, you know, yeah, some of this stuff out. So start projecting instead of instead of like lamenting the fact that this is not the way it used to be, and uh, and we'll, we'll probably be going back to that in the future anyway, but. Um, uh, you know, look, it's no, like I, I was asking, uh, actually Stephen A. Smith this today, he and I were talking about this, like, you, you know, when looking at DeAndre Aiden, like, okay, DeAndre Aiden, I think is the best player in the draft, best prospect. All right. So well, I'll ask you the same thing I asked Stephen A. If, what would you do if you had the choice between DeAndre Aiden right now or Steph Curry right now? Hmm. I'll take Steph Curry. I'm I'm too risk averse. I think I know what Steph is and what I believe he'll continue to be, and I see the same great things at Aiton that you see. But I I guess I want the bird in the hand, as the old saying goes. Okay, and that's a that's a that's a fair point. Really good, really good analysis on that. But how about how about if you had if you had Steph Curry out of out of college and DeAndre Aiton? Like, you know, I know we know what yeah. Steph Curry became, but, but if that, we're honest, kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we're honest about it, like then we're kind of going, wait a minute now, it's more likely that one of these smaller guys is going to have a bigger impact yeah. than they used to have versus a big guy. So am I thinking old school that takes a big guy um, over Trey Young or Colin Sexton or Shea Gildas Alexander, or Kevin Knox, or some of these other guys that may be a little bit smaller, they don't they don't fit the suit like a number one pick uh, used to, uh, or do you know, or, or do you say, well, wait a minute, Marvin Bagley is more suited in today's game to be the better player. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he is, but, but it's close call. Speaking of things that I personally would like to forget that I actually said out loud years ago, when somebody named Joel Embiid had a checkered medical past, but was unbelievably skilled. I was saying of my hometown 76ers, you know, don't take them. Don't take them. It's too high a risk. I would like to forget, Jay, that I said that out loud. You never have that happen to you, I'm sure, in your coverage. But Michael Porter Jr. 
kind of sort of fits this description, right? Tomorrow night, the Missouri freshman, I guess, has the talent to go in the first few picks, but a medical history that has people concerned. How how do you evaluate him, and what is your understanding of how the NBA decision makers are going to evaluate this? Well, first of all, on your Joel Embiid thing, you were not wrong in making that decision because you're not you're not denying his talent. You're just saying I'm not willing to take the risk on on his injury. Right. And who knows, Dave? You could be proven right in that next year. I hope not. Right. Uh, I hope all these guys are healthy. Um, Porter is a top two or three talent in this draft. He's the best big man shooter in the draft by far. He's really skilled. He's six ten. Uh, he can he can really shoot. He can shoot off the dribble. He can shoot from deep. He, he's the, he's the the complete package offensively. Um, the only question is is durability and health with his back situation. I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah. I can tell you that I've got him rated number seven, and I can't give you a good reason why. Um, because if if he were healthy, I'd have him number two, and and if he's not healthy, I shouldn't even have him number seven. Right. So I, I'm just kind of – it was like a, it just felt right to me to put him there. That, that's sort of the, the place where I'm going, okay, well, he's worth the risk to me at seven, even though I don't have a team and I don't have to take a risk. Um, uh, so that's a hard one. I, I don't know what a team does there. I don't think you can whiff with a top ten pick. So I, I probably – if I had a top ten pick and I had any concerns about his medical, I wouldn't take Jay Bill, uh, I would take somebody else. Jay Billis of ESPN on Twitter, at Jay Billis, all over the place. He will be overexposed, a word he once used on the David Glenn Show. He will be overexposed once again, especially in these next 48 hours. Another make co- that sound dirty. That, that <laughs> it does. Dirty when you I got to give context to that, don't I? You, you were jokingly, you were being humble and describing how ESPN overutilizes you at times. Just so everybody understands that's what Jay was referring to. No, no out-of-context problems here. Trey Young of Oklahoma seems to be another fork-in-the-road type guy. How do you, I mean, this guy is the only player ever to lead the NCAA in both scoring and assists in the same season, and yet at only six feet tall or so, he seems to have a lot of NBA skeptics. Where is he on your board? He is number nine, I think. Um, I've got Colin Sexton one peg ahead of him at number eight. Um, I like Trey Young a lot. Um, I think he's really good. I don't think he's a very good defender. Uh, he's slight of build. He's not really that big. But, man, he is an offensive genius and a great passer, uh, spectacular vision, great in pick and rolls, uh, can really shoot it. Um, I'm not bothered by the fact that he took some bad ones and, uh, and had some up and down periods during the course of the season because nobody had more responsibility on his shoulders in college basketball than Trey Young did. Uh, I do think the Steph Curry comparisons are fair. Um, I don't know that he'll live up to them, but I think he's going to be good. And I, I don't, I don't see the the bust potential that other people seem to see in him. Um, I know that there are some some people that are a little bit scared of him. Um, I'm not. Uh, I, I think he could go anywhere from four to four to nine. Uh, I don't see him lasting to, to number ten at the Knicks, but you never know. Um, but but I think he's going to be a really good NBA player, especially in today's game. Duke expects to have all five members of last year's starting lineup hear their names called at some point. Let's just push Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter off to the side as expected, you know, top ten picks, uh, maybe even high in the top ten. Which Let's steal one of those words that Vegas is betting on you. Uh, who has the highest ceiling in your eyes in the NBA among Grayson Allen, Gary Trent Jr., and Trevon Duval? 
Uh, Grayson Allen does. He's the best player. Um, he's the best shooter. He's a better. Sh- I think he's a better shooter than uh, than Gary Trent. Wow. Uh, even though Trent put up uh, uh, amazing shooting numbers last year and had a had a, a fabulous year, um, and I think he's a more complete player. He's a, he's a far better passer. Uh, athletically, they're within the ballpark of one another, but Allen's actually a better athlete um, and, and a little bit better defender. Um, neither one of them are, are extraordinarily quick laterally. That's a little bit surprising. I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think Allen's anywhere near as quick laterally as he is, you know, sort of going going straight. And uh, and he's uh, uh, but boy, he's bouncy and, and strong as all get out, and he can really shoot it. He put on a shooting exhibition at a workout uh, earlier this summer and just just killed it and had everybody talking about it. I think he's going to go in the top 25 picks. I think Gary Trent will probably – he may be a first-round pick, but I think it's more likely he's at the top of the second round. And then uh, Trevon Duval, uh, he's he's a spectacular athlete, long. His hands are huge. Um, But uh, his game doesn't match up to his athleticism yet and uh, – does not shoot it, and there's no indication that he's going to. Um, so I think it's going to be. I think he's probably a player that'll be taken in the middle of the second round. But he's he's certainly worth a pick in the second round. But I, I was surprised. I thought he would be better earlier, uh, and I think it would have served him well actually to come back uh, because I don't I don't think he's as as highly valued as perhaps he he thought he would be. Last thing for Jay Billis. I don't know if you follow the Hornets more closely than others because of where you've been based, but they traded Dwight Howard today. They have the number 11 overall pick. What do you make of you know what the plan is there? Who's likely to be selected by the Hornets at number 11 or uh, anything else that comes to mind? Man, if the, if the Hornets could get somebody like there, – there's going to be good players available at 11. And if there's somebody like Kevin Knox or like uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander – uh, or even if Colin Sexton from Alabama fell out, that that would be a, a, a boon to uh, to Charlotte. Um, look, I have I have no doubt that that uh, the Hornets are in good hands with Mitch Kupchak. He, he's he's one of the truly great uh, sort of basketball administrators in basketball. Not to to say that the the people sitting in that chair before him weren't really good, but but he's one of the greats I think in 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 the business. And uh, so I know he'll make the right decision. I'm not surprised by the Dwight Howard trade. Um, uh, you know, I don't, uh, it, it, it seems like wherever Dwight's been, he's been out of there pretty quick of late. Uh, so, uh, I don't know whether this signals the end of, uh, end of his career or what, but, uh, but I think it, it signals that the Hornets are, are, they want a better locker room. They want to go in a different direction. I think it's a good thing. We've always believed you had great potential, Jay, and we really admire your basketball IQ. So have fun tomorrow night and thanks for the time on the David Glenn show. Well, while all these players are talking about wanting to play in the NBA, you know, I had a dream as a kid to play in Italy, and I I just want you to know that I fulfilled that dream of being a pro in Italy. I wish I could place side bets in Vegas with Billis anonymously, you know, a little side, just, hey, Jay, how many times are you going to say ceiling tonight? Can you make sure it's over this number? I need some ex- I need some side income, but I don't want to get Jay Billis in trouble with the FBI. Have fun tomorrow night, man. Don't worry about it. My eligibility's up. I am for sale. <laughs> That's true. Take care, bud. See you, buddy. All right, Jay Billis on Twitter, at Jay Billis, ESPN. They have it overcovered, overexposed. Tomorrow night, the NBA draft at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn.